everybody, welcome back to Dennis and Friends, a place where my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, what's going on in life and around the world, or to finally discuss the incoming NBA season. I'm Dennis, the host of the show. This is episode, I believe, 102, and very excited to discuss NBA tonight as we preview the season here on the show about a week away, actually a week away exactly, from opening night next week. So I've got Jack Coatney and Noah Bruton in the house with me to, to preview the league, and we're going to get through a lot of stuff and hopefully not that much time. So first of all, fellas, how you doing? Doing, doing pretty good. You know, had a little, little bit of work today, but I'm excited to talk basketball with you all. It's always good to be on the pod, man. Uh, Noah, it's good to good to hear your voice. It's been a minute since we've been on, yes, on one. Uh, Dennis? You know, uh, excited as always to talk NBA hoops with you, man. So uh, let's let's get it going. Yeah, let's get it going. I do want to start. I do want to start. Not basketball, though. I feel like we have to start with the talk of the town really quickly oh, we before we get into anything else. Our Texas Rangers are two wins away from the World Series as of this recording, yeah. and we're gonna let's try go, not to fix anything. But let's go. How are we feeling going into Game Three tomorrow? Assures are on the mound, and are we are we are we feeling that it's gonna lean our way, or is there still some uh, some scary thoughts about Houston? Maybe you know pulling a twenty nineteen and winning three games on the road. I mean, I I think Houston definitely has that potential for sure. Scherzer is about to commit heinous crimes on the mound tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's so funny. When we first got him, uh, one of my buddies was like, he's going to play like crap at first, and then they're going to meet him at the mound, and they're going to talk smack to him, and then he's going to lock in. And I think they just need to talk smack to him from the beginning, have him lock in <laughs> first pitch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Fair. But. Fair. I could see them getting one game, but like how we're playing right now, I'd be very surprised if we don't, you know, knock on wood, don't win like four one at least. Yeah, I, I think it, it could definitely head that way. Jet, do you have any anything you want to add? I think that this game is entirely dependent on the first inning. Um, I think it's going to have to do with who comes out with more energy, who's being aggressive at the plate. Uh, the Rangers this entire postseason have been first pitch swinging, second pitch swinging. And shooting the ball like right back at the pitcher, like it's a line drive out into center field. I, that's every every one of these innings where we have like a four run first or a five run second. Like that's been what's started it, you know. Um, so we we have to. I, I know that a lot of it's going to depend on Scherzer and his performance and keeping those dangerous Houston bats at bay, which we've done a great job of through these first two games. I know. Really, Alvarez is the only one that's hurt us. Between him, Altuve, Bregman, and Tucker, like he's really the only guy that's hurt us. Altuve and Tucker have been crickets. Um, it'd be great to keep them that way, but we know that Altuve loves to hit in this ballpark. Uh, we know that last time that they were here, they put up 40-some runs on us, and they hit like 12 home runs. Like, like We know that they are capable of waking up in a hurry, but I think it's going to depend entirely on our offense continuing to do the things that it's been doing the first seven games of this postseason and being super aggressive and getting under the pitcher's skin immediately, making him uncomfortable, 
making him pitch around guys that he shouldn't have to pitch around. And I think the the move by Bochi to put Evan Carter in the three hole in this first game is huge for that reason. Because now you've got our three hottest, uh, well, not hottest. I mean, Simeon had a two four game last game, so he's he's on the come up. But you, I'd say definitely our three most aggressive batters in the top three spots. Um, you probably back that up with, I don't know, probably a Garcia, maybe Garver, and then Heim. Uh, so I, I I love what we're putting out uh, in terms of offense. And I think if we continue to do that, especially early on, I think we can see a 3-0, uh, 3-0 lead. And I would not I would not feel safe still just because it is the Astros. But the next two games are at home. we got two chances to close it out. So uh, it's, it's a crucial, crucial game. I, I would say a must win for sure. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think if you let Houston take one back, they get all the momentum back, and especially with not only how good they are at Globe Life, but just how good they are on the road. They're a much better road mm-hmm. team this year than they are back at the juice box. So, yeah, it, we have to have to find a way to get it done tomorrow because I think if you if you instill three zero in in them, like they can't, like not that they can't, because you know. In baseball, that is the one sport where somebody's come back from 3-0 down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they almost did it in 2020 uh, in the COVID year, in the mm-hmm. bubble. But I think it's just a different ball game if they go down 3-0 with a crowd, with a very like excited uh, Ranger crowd. So, yeah, must win tomorrow. Hoping Scherzer gives you at least, I think realistically, if you can get four good innings out of him five and mm-hmm. then i know you have to go to the bullpen early but like you've got heaney for that reason you've got gray mm-hmm. you've got dunning you've got guys that can be able to give you a longer relief stretch before switching it over to uh leclerc and spores and hopefully good spores um, yeah no chapman please the rest of yeah, the series and maybe sure. maybe not the rest of the playoffs i'm hoping we never sure. see him take the mound in a ranger uniform again i, yeah. I think i'm fine scary. with that we, yeah scary he, he gave us a few good outings in the regular season uh, and i think you're right dennis i think it's it's about time we see dane dunning it's about time that we see john gray out of the bullpen and and maybe even bring heaney out you know to face off against uh, like a tucker and alvarez like just those two just bring him out for two batters <laughs> put him back you know on the bench um but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see how these next two uh, starters for Houston and uh, Irkiti in Game Four, and then I can't remember who's pitching tomorrow off the top Hunter of my Brown? head. Is it no, Hunter Brown? No, no, it's uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. He's one of the Hispanic guys, but I can't can't think of his name to save my life. Oh um, yeah, he he won a game. He won that game in Minnesota. In Minnesota, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally blanking, and if I remember it, I'll say it later. But yeah, I think he if if he gets you a good game tomorrow, if you're Houston, that's a whole different thing. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully not. I, I'm not scared of them at the same time. Like I totally yeah. think that they're not as uh, as scary as as Verlander is. Christian Javier, that's who it is. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, we'll see how it goes, but man, that would be great. Great to get a win and great to hopefully move on because I, th- I think we need a World Series back in Arlington, but that's just me. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> and I, I want to, so and I would be willing to spend the money to go to a game. Not Dude, I, I know you would. Yeah. I know you would. Yeah. I might call in. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Noah. Come with me. Okay. Yeah. We're here to talk about. Uh, not baseball. We're here to talk about basketball. So let's let's do that. Um, I want to ask you guys a couple questions before we go in, into over-unders of every team. My first question being, what is the most interesting storyline 
to you personally ahead of this season? I don't care who goes first. Somebody gets going. After you, Take Jeff. It, Noah. Oh, oh nope. we both we did both it. <laughs> you first, you first, you first. I said it. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you, did, get, you did beat me to it. Um, okay, so I think that the most interesting storyline heading into this season is going to be the way that the, and I don't think this is being talked enough about, uh, talked, talked about enough is, is that the, the rule change with, uh, resting players, I think that because it wasn't just like, we want to say, Oh, it's the Paul, you know, it's the Clippers rule that they're instilling. This was every single team rested stars, the Mavericks Mm -hmm. rested Luca. You know, so I th- I think that will greatly affect. Uh, I think I think adding the postseason or the midseason tournament in um, will will take some effect on on players' health and longevity throughout the season as well. But I think that um, it'll be really interesting to see if if teams try to like use loopholes to get around that new rule and how it affects you know come playoff time how it affects certain superstars that are known for uh, kind of losing steam. Uh, i.e., you know, James Harden, um, Paul George, um, guys like that that, you know, in the playoffs have have either disappeared or, you know, become a shadow of themselves um, because of fatigue and, and injury issues. So I think that'll play a really big role. And I think, you know, it's not like a huge flashy headline to say, uh, but it's, it's definitely something that uh, I think will have a big impact on um, how the regular season kind of shakes out. You kind of uh, mentioned what mine was going to be. I'm I'm very curious about how the whole midseason tournament's going to go because I've stated my opinions on it. I like the idea of it, but just from looking at it, how it's supposed to be this year, I'm not in love with it. I I'm hoping this opens it up to what they do like in the prem and stuff with like midseason tournaments and stuff. How it's like more teams than just the Premier League for the most part. Uh, I'm thinking specifically like FA Cup, uh, where it's like teams from all three divisions. Like, why can't we add, you know, like some Mexican league teams or uh, uh, Canadian teams or even, you know, like a Real Madrid or what's that one team that beat the Suns at 36ers or something? Yeah, you would have to go like the Euro League route. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's uh, Euro or maybe Australian because those are some of the bigger name leagues, I feel like. Uh, or wherever LaMelo played for, you know, those two years or whatever it was, the Latvian league or whatever it was. But yeah, like I I am very curious on how it's going to unravel everything. And like, you know, is it going to be that big of a deal for whoever wins it? Like, yeah, you want a little, a little tourney good for you, I guess. Is it going to be more of like an actual prize, like feel good or more like a attaboy, you did it, you know? Yeah, I hear you. By the way, we are referring to this as NBA Cup from this point forward. I'm making that decision now because calling it the in-season tournament, it's too long. Let's call it after yeah. the trophy. It should be called NBA Cup anyway. It's fun that way. Yeah, um, I like that. But yeah, that that's a that's a good point. It's a it's a very interesting concept, and I'm glad they're not like adding more games, except for like if you make the semifinal or the final. But right. it is interesting to see how yeah. like teams are going to view it and how serious they take it. Yeah. I think for me, it's just like the conference parody. It's like we're back to what it used to be a few years ago, like the West being a total bloodbath and then the oh East gosh. being two or three really great teams. I, in, mm-hmm. I think in this year, just two. 
and then everybody else is being kind of mid. I think we're in for a wacky, like, you know, when we get to the last day, like the standings are going to be completely different than what we may even think right now. Um, I think especially in the West, I think the West is going to be super, super wacky um, sure. in more ways than one. I, I mean, I think Denver is great and I totally expect, spoiler alert, I totally expect Denver to be the one seed. Um, but it would not surprise me if Phoenix is and it would not surprise me if Phoenix is the two either. And then everybody else, how do you even gauge that really? And this it's the same thing in the, in the East too, with like, you know, Milwaukee and Boston are your one, two. Anybody could be three. It could be Miami. It could be the Knicks. It could be Philly. If they figure it out, it could be Cleveland. It could be, it could be Brooklyn. It could be Brooklyn. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it could be anybody, you know, yeah, like good. it just depending on what stuff happens. So yeah, I'm very interested to see how the standings shake out because as much as we talk about it, as much as we know that like the regular season doesn't matter all that much, I think it matters a lot this year because there's a there's a lot of teams that are really, really even, probably more than it has been in a long time. So that's that's the thing that I'm keeping my my eyes up for. Um, speaking of teams, what non Mavericks team piques your interest the most? It definitely is because you know I, I was just living in Oklahoma. But the Thunder piqued my interest a ton just because obviously I keep up with them probably second most, not near as much as the Mavs, obviously, but just from all my friends in Oklahoma and stuff like, you know, they kind of surprised everybody with how good they were last year. Uh, Everybody got to see how good Shea really is. And, you know, I don't think he's going to necessarily he might be in MVP talks, but I don't think he wins it. You know, this is very early, obviously before season in fact but um i mean with getting chet back and you know ideally fully healthy uh this team this is a young well-coached team that could definitely shock some people i'm not you know i'm not thinking they're like a top four by any means but they could definitely like beat some really good teams and potentially like, I don't see them making it past the second round for sure. But that, uh, if everything, if they stay healthy, if Chet is really as good as like everyone's saying, which I think he will be good. I don't think he's rookie of the year, but because I think that team around him is too good for him to be rookie of the year. If that makes sense. Like, I, but overall I am very interested. I'm going to be keeping up with the thunder a little bit more this year. I think. Yeah, I, I would, have to agree with you and so to to not just you know parrot all that you're saying i I think the thunder are a very interesting team a team that i'll be tuning into as frequently as they're on tv you know um but i'll take it out east actually and and say that a team that i'm super excited to watch and see how they have grown from last season uh and then especially towards the back half of last season they're actually playing some pretty good ball uh to this year i think the the magic are a team that i'm really interested to watch um, I was I was talking with Dennis last time that we got together, and we uh, I, I think that uh, Franz Wagner is extremely underrated, and especially after watching him play um, this past summer, uh, I, I think that he uh, is going to take a big step up, uh, be an MIP candidate um, and an All Star possibly, along with his teammate Paolo, um, and just seeing how well like Fultz fits with those guys. 
Um, and Carter's been really good for them. Uh, and they've got, they've got some really nice young pieces, nice young guards, uh, to kind of fill the, the other wing spots. And, um, so I'm, I'm really excited to watch the magic. I think that they could definitely be a play in team this year. That would not surprise me at all. And it wouldn't surprise me, uh, if they somehow, uh, pushed one of those top three teams or top, you know, possibly if they worked their way up to a five seed top four teams, if they pushed them in a playoff series and maybe won one, um, that really wouldn't surprise me. I think it's about time for them to get back in the playoffs. It's been a minute. Well, I'm glad I put three teams on this because y'all definitely took the other two already. Um, just to bounce back. Yeah. Same reasons with, you know, about OKC. I think there's a, there's a chance that they could finish like as the four seed. I think that's a very real possibility because I think they will try really hard in the regular season and they're very good defensively. And with the, with the magic jet, I, I definitely think that it's time, like you said, to, for them to take a step. And I'm also curious to see how they figure out their guard tandem. Cause when you think about it, like somebody's got to be the odd man out between Fultz mm-hmm. and Suggs and Cole Anthony and Anthony black and whoever else I'm totally forgetting at the moment. Somebody, somebody's not going to play the minutes. And I think one of them will eventually get shipped out this season. That's, that's kind of what I'm expecting because I just don't see how that all kind of fits together. So maybe that turns into something else and how does that affect the vibes and stuff? But I think Jamal's got a great thing going there and I really love what's going down. So my other team that I had on my thing is what I'm going to say, and I'm going to take it back West and say the warriors, because I, I think that there is there is a world where this is it for this era this year. I'm not saying that it is. I feel like that's more next year. But depending on what happens with this Clay extension stuff, Kerr has not uh, re-signed or extended his deal either. And I, I, I think part of me thinks there's a world where he just stops coaching after the Olympics next summer. Like he just like gets through. Hopefully they win gold and call it that. And, you know, the guys are just older and it kind of feels like in a lot of ways, like the end is near um, and sooner than later, some hard decisions are going to have to be made. So I'm really curious to see how they handle the regular season and they got to get better on the road. I mean, they were so, Mm -hmm. so bad on the road this past season. And if they even become competent, they're a very good team. And if not, then it's just going to be like how it was last year and it'll be another frustrating exit. And there's some guys that I think have a lot uh, of saying power and how their season goes, like Kaminga, especially. I think Kaminga is like kind of the X factor in a lot of ways for this team. So very, very interesting to see how things go with the Warriors. I I would agree with that. And I think Kaminga is, based on what he's shown in the preseason, I mean, he, he could be you know, filling that kind of third scorer role uh, that pool was last year. And I think a lot of their inconsistencies on the road just had to do with their role players being really terrible on the road. Um, pool was one of them. His scoring differential was like, I think four points per game or something uh, between home and road. Uh, and then DiVincenzo shot like 40% from three at home opposed to like 28% from three on the road or something like that. Uh, so they're both gone. I think getting just more consistent players, they they definitely got went out and got some veterans. I think having Chris Paul there will kind of help steady the ship in situations where you know Poole couldn't get things going on the road. I think Chris Paul can get things going for the offense 
in ways that isn't getting his own bucket. It's getting other guys involved. Um, so I think that'll help. Um, but I, I, I agree with you there, Dennis. That's, that's another team that I'm, I've always been excited to watch. I'm a huge Steph fan. So you guys know that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a very interesting, maybe last chapter, like you said, to, to this dynasty. Yeah. And it's like, it's either this year or next year for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like super interested with like the whole Chris Paul dynamic too. And then I, you were mentioning like Jordan Poole. It's his revenge season this year with Washington. I think I, like, I don't mm-hmm. think Washington's going to be anything crazy by any means, but Jordan Poole has the potential to average. Like, I mean, we've seen what he can do and also what he can't do sometimes, but I mean, he could be like a, 25 points per game easily i think especially like i think he's i don't know who would be the top scorer between him and kuzma but i think it could very well kuzma's gonna be more consistent but jordan Poole's gonna have those games where he scores like 40 like multiple times i think okay let's uh let's get into over-unders let's try to move pretty quickly on these as much as we can um yeah, let's just see how it goes. Let's just go in alphabetical order. That's what I have pulled up. Say whether or not you think this team goes over or under the number that Vegas has set out and just kind of just a brief little, like, this is what I think about them going into the regular season. So, okay, let's start with the Hawks. They're over under set at 42 and a half wins. I'm a trade believer. I think over, but not by a ton, by a couple games. Uh, I, I mean, it's... It definitely is kind of chaotic over there, but I'm a I'm a big Trey guy, so I think they can pull out just a couple more. Maybe they ended right at 500 last year, 41 and 41. So I, I could see them getting a couple more, but I mean, it just yeah, it, we'll have to see on that one because they're just it's kind of crazy over there in Atlanta. But well, they ended right at four or five, right at 500 last year, and I hope they do the same this year. I, I got them under. I think they will. Be, I think they're they're one of the most mid teams to me. They're very inconsistent. Um, like we saw them go in and like blow out Phoenix last year in Phoenix by like forty, and then the next night they turned around and like lost by twenty something to the Pistons. Like it, they're just that, that just kind of encompasses Trey Young. He's never been consistent. He's either shooting forty percent or thirty percent from three. Um, he's either dropping you know, 12 or 13 dimes and not turning the ball over or having almost as many turnovers as he has assists. Um, yeah, I, I got them probably right at 500. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope so. At least I, I want them to be mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I'm going to take the slight under, I think if Quinn Snyder was not there, I think I would slam the under because I don't really like their roster. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at what they did in the summer, they got rid of John Collins and we'll talk about mm-hmm. where he's at later. And you bring in Patty Mills and Wes Matthews. That's <laughs> it. You know, like I, I totally think Okongu is going to be really good for them. I think the Capella bit is still kind of floating in the air. Like I feel like at some point he's got to get moved for, in order for them to get something of value back. And I don't know, man, I just don't love, like just looking at it now, I just don't love the roster. And unless DeAndre Hunter like becomes an elite two way player, like people thought he would be when he got drafted, which I don't think I think that's out of the equation at this point. Personally, mm-hmm. I I just don't see it. 
Um, I definitely think that they'll probably end up right at 40. Like I could definitely see them finishing 40 and 42, but they are not, they're not something that, you know, that I, I would be afraid of if I was anybody in the East personally, but yeah, the Celtics are at 55 and a half. I believe that's the highest. Uh, yes, that is the highest there. Have one more over the Bucks. So what do you guys think? I mean, with last year, I'm, I'm staring at all the records just to see, but I think it's over the 57 and 25. Like they got better defending with Drew Holiday that can produce more on offense than Marcus Smart did. Um, it kind of relies a lot on a healthy Porzingis, but they already did what they did without, uh, why am I blanking on their big dude's name that just got shipped? Um, Robert Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. Robert Williams. They did that with him being out a ton of the season. Um, and, I mean, Porzingis was relatively healthy last year. Um, so, I think I think it's uh, – th- this is kind of a spoiler alert. I do think they are the number one in the East over the Bucks, and it is like a – like a matching record of last year of not may they could I could see them maybe 60 but that's like the absolute highest it's like if anywhere from like 57 58 I'm thinking I think there's a world that that happens just because if Tatum steps up and and plays like an MVP again how he did last year uh, for most of the year then I mean I think that could definitely happen I I'm as time goes on, I continue to think that the pairing of uh, Tatum and Brown is not a great pairing. Uh, they're not really an A and a B. They're not really a Batman and a Robin. They're like a 1A and 1B. Um, it's kind of hard to tell who's the number one guy sometimes. And I would contend that they got worse defensively because of the losses of Robert Williams um, and Malcolm Brogdon. And Marcus Smart, uh, former DPOI, Marcus Smart. Um, I think it's nice to have Drew, obviously. Their depth at that spot is really bad. Obviously, you have Peyton Pritchard, who's been balling out in the preseason, but that's the preseason. Um, and yeah, it's the, their front court's not really great either. They lost Grant Williams as well. Um, so you're, you're starting four and five are uh, Horford and Porzingis, but then like, where do you go from there? Who's, who's coming in to play defense? Who's that really gritty guy that you're throwing at the other team's best player? Because if it's Tatum, then you're getting less from him on offense. If it's Brown, same thing. So I got him at like 52 wins. I'm slamming the under. I hate their depth. I hate their roster outside of the, the top yeah. heaviness of it. I just mm-hmm. feel like if I'm if I'm Missoula, if I'm everybody in Boston, I, I'm not trying super hard because the East is not that crazy to deal with. And also, you want to try to keep everybody healthy because let's mm-hmm. not act like Drew Holidays hasn't had injury problems the last few years either, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not just Porzingis that you have to consider. I, I would be, if I were them, I would be just, you know, just making sure everything's right and make sure everybody's playing well and that you're peaking right at the right time. Because that was the other thing, mm-hmm. too, is that they didn't peak in the playoffs. I mean, they were horrible in the Miami series, aside yeah. from, like, coming back. But, like, they were horrible, the, the first parts of that. And they mm-hmm. were not convincing in earlier rounds either, to be honest. Like, they were... They were not. They shouldn't have lost two games to Atlanta. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like Philly had Philly just you know 
played competent basketball, they would have been out <laughs> in the second round, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big believer in them just in general because I don't like what their turnover of the roster has become. And I agree. Like I said, I, I think they need to be under so that they can, you know, make sure that they're good at the right time. So I, I'm going to say under just because I feel like injuries are inevitable and stuff like that happens. And then if, if Horford and Porzingis are out, then like you're, you're going to run. I, I can't even remember all the, all the white guys they have on their team. It's literally mm-hmm. all the white guys. <laughs> it feels like, so yeah. like, what are you going to do? So Luke Cornette, there he is. There, yes. Luke Cornette. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> our savior, our prince. Anyways, uh, Brooklyn test, man. Yeah. Golly, golly. Wemby did it better to be honest. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn has a line at 37 and a half. I'm going to start on this one. Man, they're interesting. They're interesting to me because I think they could either be like really, really like sneaky, surprising, depending on how Bridges plays and how I like their, I like some of the pieces that they added. So like DSJ, like how he fits in the mix, Lonnie Walker with how he did in the playoffs. And I also could just, just see them like being just right at that 37 mark. Like they're not, they're not going to get like worse than that because I think they have too many like competitors and like pretty decent role players on the team. And Jock Vaughn is a good coach after what he did last year that I just don't think that they will be like any worse than what their line is set, but I don't expect them to win like 50 games per se, like just in my opinion. So I'll take the slight over. Like I, I definitely could see them finishing right at 500 and I think that's kind of what I expect because I, I'm a big Bridges believer, and I think he's going to have a, a big say in how how they go this year if he takes another leap offensively. And as long as Dinwiddie doesn't, you know, crap the bed like he can do sometimes. Even though I love Spencer, uh, I'm I overall agree with that. Like I, the Nets, like you said, are a very interesting team. I mean. Mikel Bridges could be like he he has all star potential this year definitely. Uh, I see him right. I'm overall I'm taking the over. Um, long story short, I see him right around that 500 mark. Uh, because I mean, like you said, the coaching's really good. They have like some gritty players that are. They have so many good role players. I think it's just does Mikel Bridges. Um, come up as that like star for them, you know. So, yeah, I'm. I'll take the over on that. Um, this might shock you guys, but I have the Nets as a top five seed. Um, I think they're going to win about forty six games. I I think that they legitimately could. I think that, um especially if Ben Simmons plays the way that I I think he might play this season. I think that they are going to be really solid defensively. Um, They're deep and they, uh, yeah, I, I I like what they do. I think that they, they're gritty. They're, they've got a lot of guys on the, on their team that are just competitors. Um, They shoot the ball. Well, Um, yeah, I like the nets. I'm going to take that over. Okay. The Hornets, their line is set at 31 and a half. Oh boy. Under. Okay. Well, Under. I know it. <clears throat> I, I just, 
I don't see them doing anything. I I'm hoping LaMelo gets shipped. I think he needs to be in a better situation. Uh, I'm did they, they got, um, the other, uh, freaking, what am I blanking? The guy that didn't play all last season, um, bridges, bridges. Yeah. God, I'm having just got, more accusations against him. He got he, he got a, that, he got another arrest warrant. Like he yeah, should have oh, been so playing. He should not so be he's playing probably, basketball. He needs to be suspended. Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Me, listen honestly. to me. You are an idiot for keeping this guy around. He should not be in the league. I'm it's sorry. Bad for the game, man. It's, it's bad not for good everybody. It's setting a bad precedent. I'm sorry. This this makes me angry to no end that we can't figure this out. We can't. I hope the Hornets. I hope the Hornets lose seventy-two games if he plays. I hope they lose seventy-two games. I really do. I just want just blow it up. We're all in the the under then. On all slamming it. Lamelo needs to get my my final thing is Lamelo needs to get into a better situation than he's currently in. I agree. It's a wasted career if he stays in Charlotte. Absolutely. Their their coaching is not good. I mean, the vibes are just bad, like bad, bad, bad. And they lost guys that they were kind of good for them last year in Oubre and Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. And you're just expecting Gordon Hayward to come back and be fine. And there's the Kai Jones stuff. Like, he's gone. Oh, my like, gosh, dude. Just horrible yeah. vibes. Like So but, much so much drama. It's so bad. But I mean, it's a party it, it, franchise. Like, LaMelo can Mr. win. Mr. B like sponsors them, though. Yeah. Send them to the moon. <laughs> Mr. B sponsors them. Honestly, yeah. Some, 82 some... wins. 82 and 0. <laughs> That's all that Talking about Space Jam. Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a disaster. Another team that could be a disaster is the Chicago Bulls, who have a line set at 37 and a half wins. I am going to take the under because I definitely think they blow it up at some point. I definitely think that DeRozan. Once they figure out that, yeah, this is not going to work, I think DeRozan's gone. I think Levine is probably gone. I don't understand why they ever re-signed Vucevic to that contract anyway to begin with. And the roster's just kind of bad. So here we are. Sorry, JT. I agree. I I think DeRozan is the more valuable piece to a playoff team. I think uh, we could definitely see him moved at the trade deadline. I I, I feel like he might go to, to he might try to find a way onto the Lakers just because he's from LA. Um yeah, I'm gonna go under two. I, I think they blow it up. I think they might finish with under 30 wins, honestly. Um the team is bad. Uh, they, I mean they're just they're just really bad defensively. And no, I mean I, it's pretty hot. I mean 10 wins under their projection uh, for a playoff team from last year. I mean, yeah. Or were they a play-in team? I play don't in, remember. Because they, cause they play lost in. to Toronto. Yeah. They lost, they to, lost Toronto. to Toronto. Yeah, because uh, because DeMar's daughter quit coming to the games. Exactly. They didn't, <laughs> um, they didn't let her in. Exactly. <laughs> but I hear that now, screeching yeah, I, scream in my dreams every night, in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think that they... I thought it was a bad decision to kind of bring that core together of Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine because it's like, okay, you got some guys that are, you know, inconsistent offensive players that can't play a lick of defense, really. Have fun giving, you know, over 100 mil combined annually to those guys. And, you know, uh, Chicago is still Jordanless uh, and have been for a long <laughs> time. So, yeah. Not great. Not great at all. Um, let's jump to Cleveland because I 
I'm not I'm not a fan of the Bulls. No, did you have anything to add on the Bulls? But N- nope. Okay. I'm with y'all. Okay. That, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Under. Cool. <laughs> um, Cleveland has a line of fifty and a half. Five oh point five. Jet, you like Cleveland. I love Cleveland. Uh, that's all I really need to say. I love them. I think they could be the one seed. I, I, mean, I know you said that a couple weeks ago, and that's still a freaking hot take. <laughs> I, I will stand by it. You know what? I have. I think I have like $7 in my FanDuel account right now. I'm going to go put all of it on a Cleveland Cavaliers 60-plus win, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers Eastern Conference champions and NBA champions parlay, is, if you can do that. Is, I don't that, think, is wow. that only because your price fix account is still frozen since you moved to Tennessee? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's that's <laughs> what that is. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, unofficial announcement. I'm probably moving back to Texas at some point in the next uh, two to eight months. So uh, I'll, I'll get my prize picks account back. Don't you worry. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why he's moving listener. He's only moving back because he wants to be on prize picks. All right. That's all he cares yep, about. That's it. That's all. That's all I need. <laughs> I, I'll say I don't, uh, I, I, I do not see the Cavs. That's the one, the three though, the, the three seat that looks pretty good for them. Uh, what would you say? The line was 50 and a half. Yeah. I could see, a slight over um, uh, them signing Struess and stuff. Uh, Struess did. He's with the Cavs, right? I'm not yeah, tripping on yes, that. Yes, yes, you're, yeah. you're right. I had a long day at work, but yeah, uh, Likewise. I, I like that addition. Um, and I mean, they were hot last year. I I don't think they really got any worse from what I can remember. So, I mean, it's, if it's an, I, I am taking the over, but not by a ton, maybe two games max. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think they're the three spoiler alert, but I, I think they're going to be really good in the regular season again. And then they're just going to not be great in the playoffs like they were last year, because I don't think they really addressed what they needed to address. But I also think that assuming everybody's healthy, I think Mobley is probably your defensive player of the year. And I think Donovan and, and Darius will be great again, like how they were last year. So um, I think they're a great regular season team, but yeah, I'm, I'm worried about when we get to April, when that happens. Um, Jet, since you're here, let's go ahead and, and talk Mavs a tiny bit. And then, when you have to go here in a little bit, no, and I can jump back on that later. But while you're here, let's let's get it out of the way now. The Mavs have a line set of forty three and a half wins, which I feel like is it's pretty disrespectful. You think it's pretty disrespectful? I I think there's a world in which you could say that's spot on too. But tell me why you think that's disrespectful. Well, because Shaq just picked them to win the championship. I heard that. Obviously winning oh at least gosh. 55. I mean, come on. That's disrespectful. I did see that. No, that's but crazy. seriously, I think you have two of the top 15 players uh, in the league, maybe 20 players in the league, definitely two of the top five offensive talents in the league on your team. Uh, we got younger. We got more shooting pieces. We got um, better defensively. Um, I think more top to athletic. bottom, more athletic, very key, um, longer. Um, I, I think top to bottom, this roster made a lot of improvements <clears throat> and I just don't see a world where we get, 
you know, worse than we were to not pat this past season, but the year before that, uh, I think this team is better than that team that went to the conference finals. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the over. And honestly, I, I have us anywhere between like 48 and 53 wins. I think realistically, um, that's like my top end. Obviously things can go horribly wrong. We could be, we could totally flop in the second half of the season. Like we did this past year, drop from fourth to 11th and lose, you know, lose 44 games again. But uh, I don't see that happening. I, I think that a full season of Luca and Kyrie is going to be really fun to watch. And, and I, I've got them again, hovering around that 50 mark. Okay. Noah, do you want to say your piece now? Or do you want to save for later? Uh, uh, we can we'll save it for now. Okay, same here. Just so we can get to more of the other teams too. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to take the very very slight over, but I'll I'll explain mm-hmm. the reasons later. I, me as well. Yeah. Denver is set at fifty three and a half. I believe that's the highest in the Western Conference. Let me check on Phoenix. Yes, it should be the highest in the Western Conference. That's surprising. Yeah. Wow. What um, do you guys think? I think. They, I do agree with what you said earlier that because you said earlier you think they're the number one seed. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I do take the under ever so slightly. I still think they're a fifty win t- team. Talking's hard sometimes. Uh, fifty win team. Uh, but it's just the West is good, man. It it's hard. It's hard to imagine more than one team even getting over fifty, in my opinion. Um, the, the, it's like we said from the get go, the West is super freaking stacked this year. So, but I, I mean, I, I take the under, but not by a lot. Okay. Jet. I take the under too. Um, I, I, I think they do win 50 games. Um, but I have them, I think they're going to have a little bit of a finals hangover. I think that a year of, kind of understanding what a full fully healthy Denver team is capable of and and having good film on them and having a full off season to kind of build a game plan around facing that team, especially when you're in the West um, and, and have to face them more often. Um, I think, I think that will help. Um, I think Jokic is going to be Jokic. I think he's going to be great. Um, that they, they typically always kind of take a second to kind of get into the flow of things. And I think that this year, especially with how deep the West is, that can really bite a, you know, what could possibly be like a, a, a rough start of maybe four and five or four and six through your first 10 could turn into like a two and eight. Like if you're not careful, if you're not coming out with it right off the bat. So I think their start of the season is going to be really key for me to see how they do. But I think, I think around 50 wins is what I would give them as well. Somewhere in that, in the same range that I have the Mavericks. I kind of like that spot, that line. Like I definitely think they'll win 52, 53 or 54. I don't think they go any higher than that. So can I just say hold? <laughs> That's my like oh. saying for today, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I, I think they're, I mean, they're still really good. They have probably the best player in the world outside of Giannis. I mean, it's Giannis and Jokic that are the two best, in my opinion, right now. Um, and Jamal is going to be even healthier than what he was last year. 
but they're not as deep, and so that does concern me a little bit. I think Bruce Brown losing him is going to be mm-hmm. huge. But it let's see what happens with these young guys. Um, I'm really big on Strother. I've loved seeing him play in preseason, and I try not to hold much of any stock in preseason at all for any sport, but I really like him. And I think he's going to translate really well to that team. And I think he'll be a lot like how um, what's-his-face from Kansas uh, was last year. Um, I can't Christian Braun. Christian Braun. Braun. Brown. Or Brown. Yes. Yeah. I think very similar vibes with him. I think he could be a really important rotation player by the end of the year um, if he continues his trend. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, Detroit, 27 and a half. I'll start. I'm slamming the over because I freaking love that team i love their roster i love that monty is there i'm a huge monty in detroit like believer because like he's kind of the perfect guy to make this team go from you know kind of a weird not a weird like collection of players but just like weird vibes and you know getting rid of the loser sense that they've had the last few years to like oh we're actually like a serious team and i love Cade, and i think Cade is going to have a big bounce back here so I'm mm-hmm. I'm all in. I, I think they're they'll be right in the in the playing conversation um for sure. I'm not sure that they'll get all the way in it, but I think that they're much better than a twenty seven win team. I think they'll win at least thirty. That's just my opinion. I'm right there with you, man. I, I completely agree. I think they are gonna be really entertaining to say the least. Agreed. Um I I, I could totally see them winning just under 40 games and kind of slipping into that play in spot um, in the East. Cause I think I, honestly, I think those last like three play in spots in the East, you could be less than 500 and, and snag those. Um, and there's no way that that happens in the West, but I think they could do that. Um, I really love Cade. Obviously we got to watch him a lot. Uh, just watching big 12 basketball, watching him play against Texas. Um and and he's been great since then, and it's been uh, it was it was really kind of heartbreaking to see him uh, injured and miss all of last year. It really sucks. He's a good kid. At, um, I say that, and I feel weird now because he really is a kid compared to me. He's he's young. <laughs> um, makes me feel old. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get Says away the from twenty five year old right now. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, I, I I love the way that they have kind of built out that roster. I think they've got a good mix of young of youth and and veterans. I think they do need to figure out what they're going to do at center. Uh, they've got a, a few too many bodies for that one or two spots. Uh, so I I, I think, um, but yeah, I, I've got the over for sure. Big year for Wiseman, I think. Big year yeah. for Wiseman. I yeah. think Duran has to be the guy. At the end of the day, I agree. At least I now, agree. just on paper. But I think I mean, why- you drafted him at that spot for a reason. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Noah, I I'm. So you said it was at twenty seven, right? Yeah, twenty seven half. I mean, I definitely take the over. I'm not as high on the Pistons as y'all, but I do think they improve a ton this year. But I don't know if I. I can maybe see him competing for the last playing spot. But I'm not as I'm not as in on them as especially you two are. But that you know, that's just one man's opinion. You know, no. But uh, it's just I I am excited to see what a full you know, hopefully healthy season with a uh, Kate Cunningham does for them. How much that helps them and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite as high on them 
but I could, I mean, they should, they should definitely get like 30 for sure. I'd be very surprised if they got less. I think they're a year away from being like a legitimately like solid team for sure. But yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. The Warriors have their set at 47 and a half. Uh, man, I feel like that's a good number personally, but what do you guys think? Um, I, I think I like that. I think, yeah. Cause I mean, they had, I think the worst aside from like the bottom three, four teams just in the league from all the main good teams, they had the worst like away record. Um, and I think they definitely, uh, it's kind of like what Jet was saying before, like they definitely should improve on the road this year. So, uh, I could, it's just tough to gauge where all these teams are going to be in the West because of how stacked it is. But I, I don't hate, you said 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate that at like 48. My gut tells me 47, but you know, I'm going to do what you did earlier and take a pause. I'm going to take, take a yeah. hold. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm seeing like, it's going to be one game over or under for me. Like, but yeah. I'm going to take the slight under just because I don't love the depth of the roster. I mean, obviously Chris Paul will be helpful and Corey Joseph should be helpful. Um, but again, I mean, I think a lot of it is on Kaminga. A lot of it is on Moody too, as well. So I'm going to, I think they'll win like 45 or 46, but I, I don't know if they're a 50 win team. I don't, I don't think, especially with Draymond being out to start the season too. Like, I don't think they're going to be as good defensively, at least for the f- first couple of weeks. And yeah, I just, I just really feel like that they're not going to be like an elite, elite team, like at least in the regular season. Now come playoff time, I think it's a different story, but at least for now, I'm not, not banking on them to be like a great regular season team, but again, they need to be better on the road. Yeah, there's there's a lot of factors that kind of play into this decision for me. So they obviously missing Draymond sucks, and like he is your anchor. He's kind of the heart and soul of the team. Um, and you got to get your young guys to contribute in in really positive ways. You got to get the guys that have been there to take a step forward, and you got to get your rookies to continue playing kind of how they've been in the preseason, which is pretty outstanding. Um, I am going to go over. I think that they get to 50. I, they're, they're a very interesting team because depending on all those factors that we just talked about, they could win like 44 games. But like things could just click, and we've seen the kind of offenses that Steph Curry has been a part of and led. Um, and like they could, they could just pop off and steamroll through teams and, and win like 55 games. You know, they, they, but I'm gonna I'm gonna you know temper my expectations in a in a way where I think they they will hit that mark of their projection and I think they will be between like 48 and 50 wins. Okay. Houston is next and they are at 31 and a half with all the stuff that they have going on down there with Ime being there with Fred being there now and Dylan Brooks. Um, I'm taking the under. Vibes are still bad. Not a believer. Not a believer in Jalen Green. Me. 
at all. So I will second that all day, every day, twice a day on Sunday. Um, <laughs> you, you could not, you could not pay me to wear a Jalen Green jersey. You could also not pay me a hundred and thirty million dollars to pay to or to even like try to negotiate a contract with Fred VanVleet. Why would you give an aging, not even star? I mean, basically, the man is a product of the system. I, I, I no no hate to him. He's a very skilled and talented basketball player. There's no way he's worth the money they're giving him. Same thing not with Dylan now. Brooks. Not now. Not now. And yeah, I think it's a poorly put together team. And the the front office is terrible. Um, getting Ime Odoka, that's like putting like a Lamborghini in the driveway of a house, uh, like on South 14th street in Abilene, Dennis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. So, shout, uh, shout out South 14th in the wrong way. Shout out to our old house, bro. Like, um, you but, mean East but, North 14th. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't even know. I've been, <laughs> we, I've been away from ACU Texas was not on the South side. I know I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, it's late. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but for real, the the Rockets are terrible. Um, I think they'll win like twenty six games. Yeah, I'm going under. What was the line you said? Twenty seven and a half. Twenty seven. Oh wait, no, sorry, thirty one. I'm sorry, I was thinking. Oh, thirty one. Yeah. Oh, under. Yeah, but I think they're at thirty. I as much as I, <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hate the Rockets as much as the next guy. But they got a little better. They got just a little bit better. Just a little bit. On I mean, paper, like, their roster is better than last year. On yeah, paper. but they definitely are overpaying uh, Van Fleet. They are, I would say, uh, what was Dylan Brooks? Like four for... Um, too much. Too much money. Too many years. Was it four for late. 80 or am I tripping? It was, am I making that up? It may have been four for 60. I think it was four, four for 60. 60. Yeah. Something like okay, that. Okay, that's not the worst, but still. Too like much money. I, Too much money. It's still like, yeah. I'm, Too much drama. Yep. Yeah, Gosh, exactly. Man. Dude, he already got thrown out of a preseason game. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's like, ridiculous. Gosh. And I will say, here's what I have to thank Dylan Brooks for. Because of him, we USA has assembled the Avengers. Tell you what. True. They, the, the, the Team USA is so tired of losing to these bum Canadians like Dil- Dylan Brooks. No, but that that's a little side piece thing to where I'm so excited for the Olympics next year. It's going to be, gonna it's be gonna crazy. Be yeah. But long story short, under, but I think they can get to 30. Okay. My, my one other thing about Houston is that I don't think Fred being there, I think he's a, a decent player still, but I think that he had a lot of say in how bad the vibes were in Toronto last year. I think he was a huge reason why him just like publicly, like just being really cryptic about stuff. And I don't know. I got, I think I really think he brought a lot of that, that team, that culture down um, in a not good way. And I think it affected, I think it's going to have lasting effects um, here in Toronto. So, um, I don't think that's great for a young Houston team that already doesn't have good vibes in itself. Um, before we keep going, Jet is about to leave. So, Jet, I want you to, I want you to very, very quickly, if you can, 
Um, can you give me your one through 15 of both conferences? Is that too much? Ab- I absolutely can. Cause you know, I have it written down. And then right can now. you also, and then can you also give me four <laughs> award winners? Can you give me your MVP? I'll give you five. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, as, long, as long as I get, <laughs> MVP, this guy. as long as I can get MVP coach of the year, a rookie yeah. and defensive player. And then I don't know what yeah. the fifth one is, but go ahead. Yeah, for sure. This is your show um, for the next well, like 10 minutes, I guess. Well, listener, I, I hate to have to leave early. Um, but you know, uh, being an adult sucks sometimes and you can't just podcast all day, every day, which, uh, is unfortunate. I wish I could, but to get the rest of my in-depth takes, go over to off the bench pod. We will have an episode coming out on Sunday, uh, to kind of give the rest of my, uh, preseason, uh, preview or uh, I guess NBA season preview. So, uh, head over there, uh, check it out off the bench pod with Jet Coatney. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Apple uh, Podcasts, all that good stuff. Okay, quick rundown. Uh, West, I've got the Suns, and then it's it's really kind of a toss up between like eight teams. I'm just gonna go who who just off the cuff. This is what like the vibes are for me. Um, Suns, uh, Warriors, Mavs, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies. Nuggets, Pelicans, Kings, T-Wolves, that rounds out the playoff and play-in teams. Uh, The teams that don't make the playoffs are going to be the Thunder, Jazz, Portland, Spurs, and Rockets in that order. Uh, Out East, I said this earlier, um, and uh, I think I'm going to stick by it because this is my one hot take for some reason. It's just really like sticking in my gut. I got the Cavs at the one seed. They might not win 60 games like I'm predicting, but I just I just feel really good about a regular <laughs> season Cavs team um, because he, they have my DPOY, who I will mention later. Um, also mine, but yeah. too, just so you know. Okay, great, great. Great minds think alike right there. Um, but yeah, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Nets, 76ers, playoff teams, play-in teams, Magic Hawks, Pacers, Pistons, uh, and then teams that don't make the playoffs, uh, Knicks, Raptors, Wizards, Bulls, and the lowly, lowly Hornets. Um, and then to give y'all my uh, award winners, first one's going to be super biased. Uh, we all know what's coming. It's MVP Luka. Um, he's, that ain't biased. That's, that's facts. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's it's we we know what's coming. Uh, he's in shape, and we said this last year too. Uh, but he's in shape. Uh, he's got, <laughs> I think, arguably the best constructed roster around him in the time that he's been there. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for what could be like a 30 point triple double type uh, MVP season. Rookie of the year. This changed in the past couple of days for me because I was all in on Chet, and I still think that Chet can contend for that. Uh, especially seeing like how he was locking up Lillard in the couple of times that he switched on to him in that Bucks game. Um, very impressive to see him block a step back jumper from Damian Lillard. That's just kind of like nobody really does that, and to kind of hang with him and and not like get your ankles broken first is cool. But uh, anyway, Chet will be a runner up to Victor Wembanyama. Um, I had a lot of question marks about Wimbanyama coming into the preseason, um, just based off what I saw on him uh, from his from his play with France. But he, it seems like he has adjusted really well um, to to playing with kind of bigger physical, more physical guys uh, in in the league. Um, 
I think he's I think he's he could average 20 points a game as a rookie. Um he's he's really impressed me on both ends of the on the of the court too. Um so I've got him as rookie of the year. DPOY, uh obviously me and Dennis agree on this. It's Evan Mobley. Um I think he is going to lead one of the best defensive units. Um as long as him and Jarrett Allen are healthy, that's the best defensive front court in the league. Um and it's really not a contest. I mean that is that's pretty scary having to drive the ball at those two guys um most improved player i think that is going to be the most uh, contested award this year i think that there are guys like anthony edwards that i predict will will step up into the 30 point per game scoring realm and and you could argue him uh Mikhail bridges you know especially if they if he leads the nets to do what i think they're capable of uh, and and makes one of those top five playoff seats, then you know Mikal Bridges, and especially if he keeps up the numbers that he was doing from the back half of last year, um, and then uh, Franz Wagner, um, who I said earlier, I think I think he's got a really good chance to win it. Um, I think Franz is so sound and kind of knows his role, and um, just he, he's a winning player. He's he's a great great guy to have on your squad. Uh, I see a big jump from him. And then coach of the year, because I'm going with the one seed Cavs, I got to go bigger staff. Um, and I think if that happened, if that were to happen where you have a defensive player of the year, possibly leading the best defensive unit um, in basketball, um, if they do end up getting that one seed, if they do end up winning 60 games, I think that's a, a really good resume to have uh and and you really probably couldn't put anybody else's up there uh, that exceeded expectations enough, unless we have just someone come out of the woodworks out of nowhere. Um, I, I would I would give it to Bickerstaff. Um, but those are my uh, standings predictions and uh, and NBA awards for the 2023-24 season. And we'll check in halfway through the season and see how totally off we were on all these. See how totally wrong I was and when the Cavs are like the eight seed. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Jet. Well, I wish you well, could fellas, stay on As always, uh, yeah, it, it's a bummer. Um, Migraines suck, on, people. Migraines suck. They do, man. They really do. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's lots of things you can do to avoid them. Um, and maybe I should try those. Um, but fair um, uh, listener love y'all fellas love y'all keep the peace and uh, you know get at it because I know y'all got some more talking to do we do we we have a lot more teams to get through Noah so yeah yeah let's keep it moving strap it in lock it in in. you have a great night yes sir y'all too deuces appreciate you bro all right no let's keep it going the Pacers they have an over-under set at 38 and a half. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I really am high on this team. I I'm, am too. I'm really excited. I'm going to take the over. I think it's a very slight over. I think they'll probably end up with 40, but I'm in on Tyrese. I'm surprised I, they haven't gotten rid of uh, Buddy and, and Miles, and if they keep him around, then like, why would they not be good, you know? No, absolutely. And uh, with Bruce Brown going there, huge, too, huge. I'm... I'm and you know rick's a good coach like he'll i think he's definitely been leading them in the right direction who is the 
rookie they got from last year that stepped up Matherin. a lot. Matherin is yeah, Matherin. You know, he should be He's, good. They got Obi Toppin too, which I'm really interested to see how him and Rick work together because I think Obi needed to get out of New York like pretty bad. I, yeah, I agree, but I'm just I'm not super sold on Obi, but maybe it is because he just wasn't doing much of anything in New York. Right. So I do think, I, I guess that is a good pickup for them. I think he could be a much bigger contributor to the Pacers than he was for the Knicks. And we'll talk about it later. I can't believe how low Jet had uh, the Knicks on his list. That <laughs> that was crazy. I'm not super, I don't love the Knicks, but I'm, I'm not. But anyways. I have them much yeah. higher than he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But point is, uh, Pacers, like, I could see them. I think they're very capable of an upper half uh, uh, play in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are extremely capable. I don't know about a six seed. I think a seven or an eight is definitely where I see them personally. And I also think there's a world in which they're like, hey, we should still trade Buddy and Miles and see what happens. Probably not. I'll take Mi- Buddy. Miles, less so, I think, because he just signed that extension last year. Yeah. But I, I still think there's something in the water with, with Buddy Heald and him maybe being there, maybe not being there. Who knows? So I really think they're going to be solid if they just keep everybody together, if they're healthy and all that. Like you said, Rick is great, and I think he's been doing great things there, um, slowly but surely, even though I know he doesn't like being in a rebuilding situation. Um, he's done a pretty solid job. So I'm going to take the slide over. The Clippers, both the LA teams are next up here. We're going to start with the Clippers. They have a 46 and a half uh, over underline. What do you think? I don't know. Honestly, they're they're tough to predict, right? They might be the toughest so team to predict, hard. and especially now with the new uh, the the Clipper rule implemented, as <laughs> Jet called it. I yeah. love that. That was so yeah, funny. It is though. It really is. But it forces like specifically Kawhi more than anybody to keep playing more games. And I the thing is like. I think uh, with him playing more games, you know, ideally they should be better because it's not like he, I mean, yeah, he had some injury, but it's not like he was sitting out all those games because of injury. Um, what did you say their line was? 45 and a half? Uh, 40, I just lost it. Six and a half. 46 and a half. <sighs> They're, they are overall a scary team. I'll, I think I take the slight under, but that's not because of how good they are. It's because of how good everyone else is. And that's, that's what sucks about a lot of my answers, especially when it has to do with the West. It's just because of how like interchangeable a lot of these, like, especially like honestly one through 10, they're all super for the most part, interchangeable, like one through four is interchangeable. So on and so forth. Like, yeah, I'm talking more about seats than I am record, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I'll take the slight under. I mean, I really think 46 is a good, solid number for them. I yeah. mean, they, they did lose a little bit of depth. I think Eric Gordon not being there um, is a little bit of a bummer because I think he provided value for you um, at the end of the season last year, especially in the playoffs. Um and this kind of feels like, in a lot of ways, like the Warriors, obviously not even close to the same sort of like, you know, last decade or so. But I think that if they don't do anything this year, I think I know that Kawhi and PG 
could technically resign, but I could also see them being like, like, what's the point? You know, like what one thing I will say about him, I think Russ going to the Clippers, I think that was such a great thing for them yeah. and for Russ. Yeah. Because it just it didn't work out. It didn't work for him with the Lakers. Um I think this is a much better situation for him. Uh because he not that the Lakers didn't have great shooting, but it wasn't I mean at least at the beginning of the season, especially it was, they did not have good shooting. And now he's on a team where you got guys like Paul George that are fantastic scorers. Kawhi, who's a fantastic score. Uh, I mean, even like, I hate him, but the Morris twin, like he, he's still like a great shooter too. Um, and I mean, you got guys to where you got shooters to where, um, you know, Russ doesn't have to do that as much because uh, he's lost that ability a little bit, but he can still, you know, drive to the rim, uh, give you, you know, good, uh, good stats on the boards as well too. So I'm, I think this will be, I mean, since he's been in LA, this should be his best season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think him and like Russ and the clips are, are definitely a good match. Like I, I'm totally with you there, and I'm curious to see what a full year that looks like, mm-hmm. um, especially now that he kind of knows his role and he's not getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Like he's, I think he's yeah. very close to, if not a vet minimum. Um, I think it's a, f- I think it's four mil. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think you're right. So very interesting. Let's see how the the rule affects them, like you said, and I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's potential for Ty Lue to maybe be on the hot seat later yeah. this year too, if things don't go right in the regular season. I don't think he Absolutely. should be. I think he's great for them, but I think there's a world. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Lakers have an over-under set at 47.5, one game over than their uh, arena uh, neighbors. I'm taking the over. I think they went 50 games. I think they're the three seed. I think I, I love what they did in the summer, and they they had a, a great playoff run. So, I'm, I'm no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know about fifty, but I mean, I I agree with you on everything except for probably the fifty. But it's like I'm not going to be surprised if they get fifty. Um, I I love all the uh, different pieces they brought in and stuff. It's just this is a very good, well-rounded team now, and I mean, well, you know, we'll have to see with the whole i mean we talk about it every year with uh anthony davis and his injuries and stuff but i mean even anthony davis playing 60 games like that's gonna get you at least you would you know think at least 40 wins just with that like bare minimum but should be more so i i do i do like the over on that yeah by a game or two yeah i just i just feel like because LeBron hasn't lost a step or as much of a step as we thought he would by now, and AD was really great in the playoffs last year, and they brought in, you know, Gabe Vincent, who was very important to Miami last year, and Torian Prince, and you've got guys who are, could be potential X factors with uh, Jackson Hayes, for example. So I think they have a really sneaky deep roster, and as long as everybody's healthy, which again, it's like the question mark for everybody. Right. But I just feel like they're in a really, really solid spot, especially with Reeves development 
uh, being so so quick and so effective. Um, is he a little bit overhyped now? Yeah, but I mean, like he's a good basketball player, and I think that he will have a lot of say into how their success success goes in the regular season. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, 45 and a half, which is, I think, two over the Mavs, two games over the Mavs. I, I'm i pretty low on them this year yeah. just because, I mean, it's not the same having no jaw, both Ty- Tyus Jones as opposed to having no jaw with Marcus Smart. I think it's it's not the same. Because like Tyus was able to like steady the offense and keep things yeah. going, we're like Marcus is not going to do that. Like, come on, no, let's yeah. be realistic here. So, and I don't think they got any better. Like, I don't think they made a lot of good upgrades, really. And like I, Marcus Smart's a good addition, but it's not going to cover what you lost. Yeah, I don't think. exactly, exactly. So, I'm not high on them, and I've never have been. I'm a part of that's just the hater in me, but I, I'm for sure taking the under. I. I I'll get to where I have them in my standing rankings for now or for later, but I'm, I'm not 46 and a half, 45 and a half. I'm, I'm 45. Not, high. not high. I, yeah, I, I mean, I could see him getting a game or two or 40, but I, yeah, I think they hover. I think they're above 500, but not by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, just weird. Vibes. They're not a 50. They're definitely not a 50 game. No, no. When team this no. year. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, the Miami Heat have the same, which that's, cr- this is crazy, right? Like, how do Memphis and Miami have the same over-under line when Miami literally was three games away from winning an NBA championship yeah. in June? But then again, you think about it, and Miami lost quality Miami guys. Lost a lot of pieces. Yeah, and you And gar- didn't get what they were going for. Right, and their guard rotation sucks like yeah. sucks i think I, if i'm if i'm orlando i'm looking to or if i'm miami i'm looking to call orlando and be like give us cole anthony or jalen suggs or somebody like we need just a guard that's not kyle lowry that will help us um big know, booty lowry big booty lowry. sorry no i mean it's true <laughs> it's it's factual <laughs> so um <laughs> I think that's a good number, though, because you know they don't care about the regular season. You know they don't. As long as they get into the playoffs, they're a They're fine. They're <clears throat> fine. I, I think they'll end up at 45. Like, I think they'll have yeah. a pretty slow start, and then they'll figure some things out, and then in the playoffs is going to be like, ah, watch out, we're playing Miami to whoever team yeah. they play. So, um, I mean, playoff Jimmy, that man, that man a beast. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're at like a 42-win team in the regular season just because i mean they lost some good pieces that were like doing a lot for them especially playoff time with i mean specifically just vincent and uh max Struess. like those guys especially towards the end i think it was the end of the regular season max Struess especially was going stupid crazy um but and i mean everybody was doing good in that first series against the bucks uh obviously jimmy butler more than anybody obviously but yeah i mean i still i'm not gonna bet against them when it comes to playoffs but when it comes to regular season i'll bet a little bit against them yeah that's fair i mean they just they just know that they need to be 
you know, clicking at the right time and be healthy. And I think yeah. Spolstra like totally understands that. And I think they need the regular season to also figure out like what gems do they have, you know, like how good is Jaime Hawkes on an NBA mm-hmm. level, for example, like what, like those are the questions they need to have answered in the regular season. Not will Jimmy be fine? Cause he'll be fine as yeah. long as he's healthy. Um, and they'll have plenty of time to get those questions answered for sure. Exactly. Exactly. The Milwaukee Bucks, 54 and a half wins uh, is their line. What do you think? I would take... mm, I would take the over. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the over. Because, I mean, you mentioned like with uh, like Drew Holiday dealing with a lot of injury last year and stuff. And they still got to 58 and Giannis was out for what? Like, I mean, all around all-star break and they went on like a, what a 14 game win streak or something crazy. Or maybe it was like 14 and three or something. Yeah. But, uh, I am interested with this Dame Giannis, uh, duo they got now. Uh, obviously, we know what each of them are capable of on their own. So let's see what they're like together. And I, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they don't figure it out together. I think they can work very well together. Um, it doesn't, I mean, Giannis don't got to shoot threes. Now <laughs> he don't got to, he, he don't have to be stressed out with that. That man was so stressed out trying to take a three. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I could see him at 56, uh, 55. Maybe. That's where I have, I have uh, a 56. Yeah, like I, I'm, I still think that I, I, I'm going to stick with what I said. I think the Celtics do get the first, but I, I kind of like backtracked a little bit once y'all were talking about the depth. Cause it did make me think like, yeah, they did lose some really good pieces for them, but that starting five on paper for the Celtics is scary, scary. Um, so, but nonetheless, the bucks they're they're gonna be cold for sure yeah so i'm taking the over and it's like a risky over just because it all depends on if middleton is healthy and like the last year has proven otherwise so if he's healthy if he's doing what he usually does i know he's older so it's like is that even a like a realistic like thing to ask of him like obviously he'll be really good and they're really good. But if he's not, then I definitely could see them losing a few games here and there and not matching that, that line. So I think they're the best team in the East though, regardless, I still think they could use a little bit of help with their roster. Um, I'm shocked that Reggie Bullock did not go there. Like kind of shocked. Um, cause he won't, probably, he, he ended end up, up going to the Rockets, which is crazy. That's uh, insane. Yeah. It's actually the Rockets insane. now, I think they're getting 31 wins oh for the one game. Reggie hits eight for nine from three. And then the other games, he hits like O of seven. Well, that's where, you know, the 50 losses come in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When he gets his cardio. I love Reggie, though. No diss. Um, that's just what happens sometimes. But he could have walked yeah. into this team and like started. You know what I mean? Or like played a lot of minutes. Yeah. So. Oh, um, yeah. He could have been a huge. I mean, I don't know about start, but he could have been huge off the bench. Yeah. I, I think Jay Crowder looks like he may end up starting at least to start the year based on what I saw in their preseason game the other night. I don't know if that is necessarily the right thing or not, but 
It's interesting to say the least, but I, I think they're I like the best it, team. I yeah, think. yeah. I I just don't know how effective he is with you know all the weird time off that he had last year and you know his vibe. I I think it's it's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely. Um. Yeah, I think fifty six wins is what they'll get, and I think they're the top seed of the East. Spoiler alert! So over for me. <laughs> uh, Minnesota, another team that's so hard to figure out because they could they could ship off one of their key guys and it could be totally different and, and all that, but their line is 44 and a half. I'm just so low on them. I do like what jet said about, um, Anthony Edwards taking a step forward. Um, I very much see that, but I'm just as a, as for the rest of the team, I'm just, I think cat starting to decline. Rudy sucks. Um, it's just, I I don't love them. I see them under 500, but they could still like sneak in a play and maybe. Yeah, I think they end up like 40 to 42 range realistically. I love Ant, and I think Ant's going to be yeah, amazing, absolutely. amazing this year. But I don't trust the rest of that roster, even though they're really like long and kind of tough to figure out defensively sometimes yeah uh, because of their length and how big they are with you know cat and town or cat and towns are the same person cat and gobert and <laughs> gobert, Nas Reed yeah. and mcdaniels who i really really is well Nas Reed, really didn't he go to the lakers no 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 he resigned he resigned with them with the two yeah. then uh, the i have no idea but i don't know i'll figure it out <laughs> but yeah i I don't love their, I don't love their depth. I don't love their guards. Like Conley, I think is still their starting point guard. And I and I liked when he went there last year, but it's like he's not getting any younger. So I was thinking Torian Prince. Ah, That's okay. Who I was yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Anyways, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and Sorry, they lost continue. him, and, and Torian was was important for them last year. Yeah, uh, the last couple of years. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not in. I'm not in on what they're doing. Um, I have to take the under there because I think the Mavs are better than them, and I picked the Mavs higher in my standings rankings than I than I did these guys. So, anyways, the Pelicans again another mystery because of all this stuff uh, at forty four yeah. and a half. Also, um, I'll go first here. I think I have to go the other here too because I think I put them lower than the than the Timberwolves because i i mean the zion stuff is just weird as heck and bi has been i don't know what is up with him but he just looks off his play is off like he was terrible at the world cup not great at the end of last year they still don't really have a true point guard like i don't know man i think there's just a lot of weird variables there that i don't think you can fully think that they could be even a 40 win team you know yeah um I mean, I I think it – I kind of blanked out for a second, but I don't know if you mentioned it. I think it, a lot of it just relies on Zion being healthier or not. Um, it just – kind of like you said, B.I. was not very good uh, in the World Cup, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be very good in the season because sure. we know what kind of player he is, um, you know. He had some injury at the beginning of the season, I believe it was uh, two last year, uh, and before that, 
like the Pelicans, weren't they? They were like in and out of like the top one and two at the beginning of last yeah, season, were, and then the BI really thing happened. Yeah. So they, I think, they have. One, I think they have one of the higher ceilings, low key. But I also see them being like a like a a forty. Yeah, I think that's what you said, like a forty win team. So I mean, um, but a healthy Zion and a healthy Bi is a scary combo yeah for the rest of the league yeah 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 absolutely they they added uh they added jordan hawkins in the draft they added cody zeller in free agency um so not like super great additions per se um i think a lot of it depends on if dyson daniels takes a step this year if uh herb jones continues to be who he is if trey murphy takes another step who i really am high on I think he's one of the more interesting players in the league and Valanciunas is not getting any younger either. So I, I think there's just a yeah. lot, there's just a lot, again, a lot of variables that are hard to figure out. And that stinks for a guy like Willie green, who's a pretty solid coach. And I think he, you know, is a big reason why they have even had any sort of success the last couple of years. I mean, I think about the year that the mass went to the West finals, like they gave, uh, they gave Phoenix a run for their money in that first round series. So I think he, he's excellent in what he does. I just think he's in just a really odd, really interesting situation for so many different reasons. So we'll see what happens there. The Knicks, 45 and a half. What do you think? Um, um, I'll take the. This is great podcast content, by the way. Sorry, I'm like, I'm kind of yeah, I'm just uh, filler, you know. I'll take the over, (laughs) but not by a ton, um, because I'm I'm not like that man thinks they're gonna be like the 13th seed or whatever he said. At least not in the playing. They're still, I think they're a top six team in the East. Um, there's just no way I. I realistically see them slipping out of that. Because, uh, I mean, Brunson's Brunson. Julius Randle, I think, is on a slight decline, but he's still like a very solid player. Uh, they got to figure out what to do with RJ Barrett. Um, but uh, them getting DiVincenzo, I think, is uh, decently big for them, too. Um I I see them at like forty six. Okay, I think I'm taking the over because I think that they're going to overperform like crazy in the regular season. I just I don't know why, but I just feel that in my gut. I really like the Divincenzo move, like you just mentioned. Um, I know there's some weird stuff with Randall. Like, will he will he have the year that he did last year in? three years ago or will he have the year that he had two years ago it's like with Thibodeau right like Thibodeau goes back and forth between like having a good year and having a bad year Um, the RJ Barrett stuff like you said I mean they have draft capital and they have a lot of assets that they could make a move for somebody like a Carl Anthony Towns or a Donovan Mitchell down the line just Mm -hmm. will it happen this season who knows Um, but I think that I think that they are very very 
primed for a regular season. I just do. I mean, I, I Tibbs loves the regular season and then they're going to get all tired out because he plays them all 45 minutes a game and then they'll be exhausted by the first round and then they won't have a great playoff showing. But I think for, for the 82 game stretch, like I think they'll be, they'll be really solid, especially with, you know, all the unknowns in the East outside of the Bucks and the Celtics. I think they're, they're up there. I don't, I'm not going to spoil where they are in my power rankings just yet, but I have them pretty high. So, uh, the Oklahoma city thunder, your Oklahoma city thunder. Um, oh, kind whoa, of. Whoa, 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 I'm whoa, kidding. Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Your friends, whoa. Oklahoma city. Thunder. Yeah, there we go. Uh, 44 and a half. Gosh, that's low to me. I'm taking the over on that pretty handily in my opinion. I, I agree. I'm not taking it handily. I'm not taking, I'm not like, I, I do think they are going to be a top team to watch this year. Not in sense, like a top three team, but, um, I, I, I could see them like, I, I think they have a really hot start and then ha- kind of have a mid season lull, like right around the all-star break and then, uh, or right before the all-star break. And then after it's just like, some nights they're going crazy. Some nights they're completely abysmal. Like that. I think the end of the season makes them inconsistent. Uh, just cause it still is a young team, but I do think they start out hot. Um, I'm thinking like 46 maybe is where I see them. I don't think any higher than that. I think that's their max though. Yeah, I'm taking the over just because I think they're going to be really strong regular season. They're going to be trying hard a lot every game, and I think Chet is going to be really good for them, and SGA is kind of unstoppable. Like He's just on a different level right now and has been for pretty much the last calendar year or so. So Will that translate to playoff success? I don't know, but I definitely think they are this year's Sacramento Kings from last year. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to be I actually, I love that. They're going to be up there. Saying. So. Yeah. The Orlando Magic, 37 and a half wins. I am going to take, let me look at my, my power rankings here. I'm going to take the very slight over. Yeah. Very slight over. I, I do like what, they got going down there. I know we talked to the, about them a little bit earlier, but I like what they got cooking. I like Jamal Mosley, their coach a lot, obviously because he was here before and he should have been the head coach mm-hmm. over Jason. Good. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and I, I like, like Jet mentioned earlier, Franz is amazing. Paulo's great. Like they've got a, a good thing going. So I think they take a step this year and I think they're in playing contention for sure. I, 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 yeah, I, because y'all were super high on the Pistons and the Magic. I'm very much higher on the Magic than I am on the Pistons. Um, the Magic, I'm not going to be surprised when they're like a fighting for a play and seed. Not fighting for a play and seed, but in a play and seed is where I'm thinking. Uh, I'm I thinking thir- thir- I, they could push 40, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I don't know if they're like an above 500 kind of team, but I'm not, I, I don't think I'd be surprised if they were right above it, but like if it's above it, it's by a game. I think max. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This should be pretty brief. The Philadelphia 76ers. 
Uh, 49 and a half. I'm slamming, slamming, slamming the under because the vibes are bad and I don't know how they can function with James Harden around. Just his yeah. presence. I, like, it's just, it's going to be bad. I love Nick Nurse being there. Like, he's a great coach. He's an upgrade over Doc Rivers, but like, that's such a tough situation, man. And I think the MB trade request is coming sooner than later. So, slamming the under. No, yeah. I I mean, I still think they're like a top four um, in the East, but it's just, yeah, the whole James Harden thing needs to get figured out sooner rather than later. Like you said, Nick Nurse, I'm, I'm pretty high on him. Um, a big fan of that dude, but I'm like thinking 45, maybe, you know, like I think that's a good number for him. And the thing is, too, is like they got a little bit better um, as far as their roster goes. I like I like Oubre being there like a lot, actually. I know he's weird vibes himself, but like I, I kind of like that. I know they lost Niang over the summer, too, but he wasn't that impactful, relatively speaking. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's a that is a about as toxic of a situation you can get anywhere, not just in the NBA, but I think in professional sports and it's going to blow up sooner than later. It's going to be like how the nets were last year. Like it's going to blow mm-hmm. up like really quickly, probably much quicker than the nets. If I were to guess Phoenix 51 and a half wins taking the over. Mm. <laughs> I see him. I mean, I see him above 50. Yeah, so I guess I, I, I yeah. It's I, like it's like I said earlier with the Nuggets, too. I feel like it's hard for more than one team to have above 50 wins in the West. Um, you know what? I'll stick with what I said. Under, but they're at 49. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But, but they're a second seed. Oh, yeah, I think so. they're the two. I think they're two. I think they're going to be much better in the regular season than they are in the playoffs because their roster is weird, and I don't love it. Um, and they don't have a point guard. So we'll see how much that bites them back in the butt. Portland, 28 and a half. What do you think? I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking they're right. I, I think the... Dude, it's just so hard with them. Because obviously, like, got rid of Dame, and they're probably going to be tanking for the year. Yeah, I'll do the under on that. Just because, like, this is their year to tank for sure. Um, Just see what Scoot can give you. Um, I I see him at maybe, what was it, 28? Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm thinking, like, 20... 25, maybe 24. I don't, yeah, it's just, I think they're taking a breather this year for sure. Yeah, I'll be surprised if they get more than 25 wins. Although I do think Scoot's going to be really good. No, I, absolutely. I don't, I, I mean, they're just, they're just young. That's all it is. And it's, he's going to be a great replacement for Dame. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think he's in the rookie of the year conversation without a doubt, especially now, now that Dame's gone. Yeah. The Kings, 44 and a half. 
I'm taking the under because I, I, I think they regress. And I hate saying it because I like yeah. them, and I think they're yeah. still going to be really good offensively. But part of me thinks that last year may have been their peak. Yeah, and I agree with that. Uh, I I did love what the Kings did last year, um, I, but I'm with you. They definitely like regressed. No one expected them to come out firing the way they did. Um, but I think they're still going to be good though, nonetheless, but they're like a 44 ish for me. Um, they're not going to be, you know, pushing 50 like they did last year. Yeah. Very slight under, I mean, they kept the same roster as last year. So because of that, I just don't expect much progress to be made because like there are still some very clear, like flaws you know especially yeah. on the defensive end so hey man they lost Rashawn holmes hey, that's, yeah, that's a huge exactly. beat. no just kidding. <laughs> just kidding but yeah oh uh did they get am i tripping or did they get javel they did get JaVale. Did yeah oh 50 52 55 <laughs> <laughs> stop 60. it no <laughs> no no thank you uh, no, yeah. a team their roster stayed pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. A team that's not going to get 60 wins is the San Antonio Spurs, who have their line set at 29 and a half. Honestly, I think they win 30. I think, I don't think they're a playing. I'm seeing them at like 35. I think Wimby is, oh. it's kind of like what Jet was saying. I, I was talking with my friends from Oklahoma uh, the past week or whatever, and one night I was just like, dude, I know y'all are super high on Chet and y'all have very good reason to be. And I was kind of with y'all for a little bit, but I was like, the only way Chet wins rookie of the year is if Wimby gets hurt, I think. Um, and still even like Scoot and Chet would be a toss up for runner up. Uh, but the uh, adjustments Wimby has made from summer league where he did not look great. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know if it's jitters, whatever you want to call it, but the jump he's already made from uh summer league to preseason is massive. And I, I see him at like a, I, I'm not surprised if he's like a Jet said 20, I was thinking like 23, points per game like i see him being very good i think pop is gonna do well for him and stuff like now don't get me wrong overall the spurs are gonna suck but i'm not gonna enjoy going against wimby as a mass fan i don't think we match up with him we don't have anything to match up against him no unless you like yeah no i there literally is nothing maybe kleba maybe I mean, maybe lively, just because lively has yeah, the, lively true. has the length. But I don't know, if, but if he'll be able to else? keep up with him, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Wemby's different, bro. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see him play. I think he's awesome, and I think Pop is going to love coaching him. Love, him. yeah. So, so I'm seeing them at like a 35. I don't think they have the roster per se. I don't love like the rest of the piece. I mean, they have like decent pieces, right? Like they have, uh, Kelvin Johnson and they have Devin Vassell who they just signed to a really weird extension. A lot of money for I it. I didn't see it. It was a lot of money. Um, you should look it up if you can. It's, it's very, very, very whack. Um, in my see. opinion. Um, and they've got some like decent guys who are like on the come up, like Malachi, uh, 
Branham, is that his name? Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, yeah, five I, year, one thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a wow. lot of money? Yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not that's great. all I gotta say Not about great. that. That's crazy. Yeah, and also for like their sake, they they don't need to like excel this year. Like they still need to tank. They still need to be in the lottery and like get another guy. You know. Yeah. So they should they should be decent. They're definitely be better than last year just because Wemby, I think, elevates them a lot, especially defensively. But yeah, I, I don't expect that to be, you know, game changing just yet. Like, you know, as much yeah, as it will be down the but line. But I think they improve by close to 10 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I think more than 10 games because, yeah, they were 22 and 60 last year. I'm, I'm giving them bare minimum 30. Like yeah. I'm disappointed in them if they get below thirty. I think they could easily hit thirty-five. Yeah, I think it all depends too on how how much of a bloodbath the West will be, which we expect it to be, of course. But yeah, true, very true. Toronto thirty-six and a half. Slam the under. Vibes are bad. Yeah, I'm I'm good on them. They they need to blow it up. I'm sorry, they just yeah. do like. Siakam's still too good for yeah that, for him to be on that yeah, team. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that man. I just, don't. I can't even think of who else they really have. Honestly, uh, they but, have Scotty I Barnes mean, still. They have Dennis Schroeder now, and they, oh, they, and they have Grady yeah, Dick. It's weird. They have a, a yeah guest guest I, uh, cameo on Adonis Graham's. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I cannot believe that. My, my, Dude, okay, my, my man. hold on. Can can we can we just stop for a second? Depression is seeing a six-year-old kid outstream me on Spotify. I mean, that song already has like 150,000 streams on Spotify. And if I'm it not makes you feel better, I think your music is uh, significantly better, <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> well, thank you. But it's like, oh, yeah. like, that's so annoying. You know what I mean? And it's only because of his... Actually, you know what? I take that back. Adonis got that flow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I Don't go get talk my to iPad. my man. Or whatever uh, he said. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just. Oh man. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm. I'm out. I'm out on the Raptors, man. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know anything about their coach. But I do. Yeah, know, I was gonna say who. Who is their coach? I forget. I, I. I don't know his name to be honest with you, and I feel bad for not knowing it off the top of my head I'll right now. I, but um, I think he's he's foreign. He's not. He's not American. I know that. Um, Darko Rajakovic. Rajakovic. Yeah, he's European. I think he's European. Yeah, if I had to guess. Um yeah, it's just it's I don't there's a lot of stuff there that has not been handled well, and I think Masai has been kind of bad the last couple of years in all of that, and they should just uh Thank you, Siri, on my watch for listening to our conversation. Um, I think they're that, always listening. They're always watching you. Um, <laughs> they just need to blow it up. It's not worth it. Yeah. Go get pieces for Siakam, for even Scotty. You could because you could get insane draft insane. capital between Siakam and Scotty Barnes, and honestly, you could probably. I mean, uh, I don't know who really wants Schroeder at this point. He's still it's not bad, but he just isn't. He needs to just now, get his inter- 20, game, 20 points a game. International there. ball. That man <laughs> yeah, is yeah. a demon. Yeah. That man is crazy <laughs> for so Germany. Weird. But Ugh. yeah. 
It's kind of like uh, Evan Fournier, how yes. he's pretty solid for France, but <laughs> he can't doesn't even do get nothing. on the floor for the Knicks. Yeah. Ah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not great. Uh, Utah, 35 and a half. Um, they're an interesting team because like, they definitely overperformed last year, and then they regressed a little bit after the trade deadline, and then they got John Collins this summer. I don't know. I, I like the over. Okay. I, I'll say I like the over because, I mean, with how last year – I mean, Laurie Markinen, he's on another level right now. I'm a very big believer in him. And you know how I feel about that man, Jordan Clarkson. I love that guy. I still so, wish he was a Mav, dude. dude I still so wish bad. he was a Mav. At this point, I'm not as like, I mean, like, obviously, it I wouldn't matter. mind it, but I'm, yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 He would just, yeah. But I'd take him over probably uh, Derek Jones Jr. But, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I see him being. It's weird because, like, I see them being better, but their record last year was 37-45. And so I'm taking the over on, what was it, 35.5 or 34.5, whatever it was? 35. Yeah. So, like, I see them being almost the same record, but it just is going to seem like they take a significant leap because they started out so hot last year and then just died. But I see them, like they're going to have the more consistent games. And I think a lot more closer games to, to where they can nudge out a couple hard victories and, you know, have a few hard fought losses. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the roster is that great, but they have a good coach and Laurie's great. And I think John is an interesting fit, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'll take the slide over, but I don't like, I don't expect them to be, to touch 40. I think they'll get like 37, 38 realistically uh, when it's yeah. all said and done. They don't have great dark, uh, great guard depth, um, realistically speaking. So we're almost done here. We have, yeah, just one more team. Your Washington Wizards <laughs> at 24 and a half. Uh, Mr. Jordan Poole Believer, what do you think? Uh, 24 and a half. I still think they're better than that. I, I'm. I'm out on the Wizards, but not that out. Like, they lose Porzingis, yeah. But uh, Jordan Poole is going to string enough, string together enough games to where he's getting, like, they're they're over 24 or 22, whatever he said. They're going to be pushing 30, bare minimum, I think. Like, that's kind of, that's a little disrespectful to them. But... Yeah, they're not going to be super good, but Jordan Poole's going to have those nights where he's getting, he's going to have like one insane month where it gets like Eastern Conference uh, player, player of the month. The month. Yeah. yeah. And I think Kyle Kuzma is still a g- great player. Um, but I mean, you got them too, and then who else you got, you know? Just uh, just make sure that he's matched up against Spencer Dinwiddie every night, and then he'll, he'll be fired uh-huh. up. If you remember that yeah. from last year. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they went 25 games. That's it. I just think they went 25 so the over. games. Yeah, so the very, very, very <laughs> slight over. And I nice. think, yeah. So we agree. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, like, I would be shocked, genuinely. Because, yeah, like you said, like, like, pool will be good. Kuzma's, you know, fine, I guess. They have Tyus Jones, which I think that's good. That is know? true. I do lo- I, I I think he'll get Tyus flipped Jones. eventually. I love him, though. But yeah. Yeah. He could, because Tyus Jones is very capable of going to a contender and, and being providing. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's jump back to the Mavs. Um, I have them over. 
their line, it was like 43, I think, and a half, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 43 mm-hmm. and a half. It's not like a large over, because I definitely think the roster's better, and I think there there's some good things about the team right now. Although I I do think there's some some real questions like why is kid and Tim Hardaway not had a conversation about Tim's role like a week before the season started? Like, why is that yeah. not happening yet? For some reason, I feel like if everybody was right and healthy, I think Jaden Hardy wouldn't play that much. And I don't think that's necessarily the right thing, but I think that's a real possibility. No, yeah. I think Omax needs a little bit of time, probably a lot of time actually. Um, yeah. Think- He's been a little underwhelming. From yeah, what I've seen from right, them. yeah. And I think Josh has to take a big leap in order for the team to really, really grow. And the off- to Josh Giddy, Josh Green is his favorite for most improved player. Oh, really? Interesting. I saw that. I saw that. It was right under the notification about Shaq saying we're gonna win it all. Oh. <laughs> it yeah. was literally right before that. I was okay. like, I'm seeing a lot of Mavs talk, and that scares me. Yeah, yeah. because um, no, I, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay. Um, I think the offense needs to like be, you know, competent. Besides just running iso ball for Luca and Kai, like, kid, do something. Like, run plays, man. Run plays. Yeah. Like, diversify it in some way. Like, you have decent talent. Like, you can run stuff for Seth and for Jaden and for Tim. Like doesn't have to be all on those two, even though it will have no, to be yeah. mostly on them too. Um, and Lucas calf concerns me. His whole, like the fact that he hasn't been like fully, fully healthy and like fit in what feels like a long time, like since the West finals run two years ago, like I don't love that. I really don't. So hoping that that gets resolved this year. I say that and I think he's probably going to win MVP or he's like a favorite for MVP, but yeah, yeah, I, I I think that does concern me at least for the start of the year. But I definitely think on paper we are better than last year. But I also think if it, if it gets bad, I think Kit's fired. I think you have to fire Kit if he's not if the team yeah. is like in a bad spot 30, 20, 25, 30 games in. Like I think you have to fire him. No questions. Yeah, I I kind of like what Jet said. Like I do kind of agree with him in the sense that we are. I think we're better than our Western Conference run. But man, so is the West. You know. Like the West got a heck of a lot better. So you said our line was 43 and a half. I see him at like 46, 47, but here's the thing I've learned. You, you, you know it too, but probably not as much as me for being just a Dallas sports fan, but specifically a Cowboys fan. We get all this hype going into the next season and then something happens and we just get disappointed. So I don't want to like, I'm mainly thinking of this because I saw the whole Shaq thing. I'm not banking on us making the finals, though obviously I want us to, but I'm not going to bet on that necessarily just because of some of these other teams. Like, I mean, just the Nuggets and the Suns specifically, but yeah. Yeah, there's still some real issues with the roster, um, but maybe some of that gets hidden if Lively develops. Like, I think he that, can. That's my biggest thing is the five. Yeah. I, I, There's no way I can go a whole another season with Dwight freaking Powell well, like, and being it's like, our main center. Yes, but here's the other thing, too. What has really been interesting about preseason is that we're not playing Rashawn. Like, yeah. right now, I think you start Rashawn on opening night. I think Lively's the better play down the road, but, like, 
I feel I think Rashawn Rashawn is better than Powell to me for yeah, sure. Absolutely, I think he has to be. I mean, besides his rim rolling, which that's the one thing Dwight is good at. Like I feel that, that's yeah. I I think I'd rather you know. I think Lively is probably going to end up starting, and I think that I'm fine with that because I'd rather him be thrown into the fire, but I think Rashawn brings you value, and I don't understand why we wouldn't use it. Um, I think Jones is, you know, I know you, you mentioned something about him earlier, but I think he's he can be important um, in spots. Same with Exum. I'm really interested to see how Exum fits because I am very excited I, for, Exum, I think, honestly. I think he's an I X hope factor he can contribute. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully Seth stays healthy because I think dude, if he's, if he's around and being, he can do what he can do. Like, I mean, and there's no reason he shouldn't be. I mean, the only reason he shouldn't be getting the most like three point shots on our team is strictly because of minutes. Right. But based on like average per, we'll say 10 minutes, there's no reason he shouldn't be getting the most three point opportunities. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best in the league ever. So yeah. like find him and let him shoot and he's going to have wide open threes all the time. So do you just, do you see like a thing where it's like, Seth, Kai, and Luca all playing together, unless like a, we're going against a team that does insane small ball. Yeah, I think there is a world. I don't think it'd be. It's not good defensively. I'll tell you that. But no, I, yeah. I mean, I think you could get away with putting Luca. You got to have Kleba and Grant Williams with that. I yeah, think. you'd have to. Yeah, it would have to be Grant. I think. Um, I'm not sure, but Maxi Maxi's a big question mark for me this year, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Just what's going to happen with him. He's older, and like that injury, like really affected him. I last think he can year. still provide value. Though, I agree, but, but like I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I'm not as confident as I used to be on him, and it's just it's just really kind of unfortunate. I mean, you know what I mean? It's tough too, because like when Maxi was like, I mean, obviously last year he was, I think, our best defender. Um, but it's tough when now, yes, you get Grant Williams. Um, but I mean, when you think back to our Western conference finals, we had Maxi, we had Reggie who, though he sucked in the golden state, uh, games, he still played decently defensively. And obviously we had Dodo like we were so good on defense at least in the first two rounds and and frank was playing out of his mind too against the suns like we were good defensively then so now it's a lot to try to put on maxi and i kind of agree with you like it's a big question mark but yeah xm i think is this year's frank and a much better version of that yeah. i think so yeah hopefully that pans out in that way but where did frank go he's with the hornets i'm pretty sure that with sucks. Stakes. I know. I know. Like, God. kind of feel bad for him because I don't love him, but I definitely uh, don't hate him enough to send him there. I know, and it's such. I mean, like we talked about earlier, toxic. Not great. Yeah. So, okay, really quickly because we're about to approach two hours, let's talk wow. uh, our standings predictions as of this day, the day of our Lord, October seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Let's start with the West, shall we? I got Nuggets at one. Suns at two. I had it written down and I lost it. But uh, I think I do have the Warrior now. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like Clippers, Warriors, and Mavericks all like interchangeable for that three, four, five. I do have the Lakers up there as well. Uh, six. I have the 
Kings at seven, Thunder at eight, Grizzlies at nine. We agree, by the way. Spoiler alert. Pellies at... Ah, I'll give the Timberwolves 10. I'll give that to them. Uh, and then, like, Pelicans right outside that at 11. And then I got... I Honestly, I have the Spurs, Jazz... Uh, I'll go Jazz, Spurs, Blazers, Rockets. Oh, wow. You have the Rockets last. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 well, actually... I hate the Rockets, but yeah, I'll take the Rockets <laughs> over the Blazers. Let me let me flip that real okay. quick. Okay, I mean, my th- bad. That's I had, fine. I had my fine, but... I had it written down, and I have no idea where that little piece of notebook paper um, went. L, that's fine. But I think that's pretty close to what it, okay. I had written down. Okay, gotcha, so. gotcha. All right, it's pretty similar to yours. Minus, uh, I've got the Nuggets at one, Suns at two. I have the Lakers at three, pretty firm. Um, okay. and I have the thunder at four. Like I said earlier, I think they're this year's yeah, Kings. I, I understand that. I'm not, I want them to succeed, but not that much. Right. Continue. Right. <laughs> Warriors at f- five Clippers at six. I hate putting the Clippers there, but I just, I mean, I think they'll, their talent and their experience will get them by in, in a lot of the games. And especially now that they're going to have to f- be forced to play a lot. The Mavs at seven, again, weird, like, there's not a, a great way to gauge them. Kings yeah. at eight, Grizzlies at nine, Wolves at ten, Pellies at eleven, Jazz at twelve. I'm gonna say the Rockets ahead of the Spurs for now, just because you know, like I do think Fred will be good for them. You know, like having an actual point guard will be good for them. Yeah, and uh, Dylan Brooks isn't a horrible player right he's just not as good as he thinks he is right uh the spurs and then the blazers i think the blazers like i said they win 25 games if that yeah uh east i'll go first uh bucks far and away my number one seeds celtics far and away my number two seed this is where it gets spicy i'm going to differ greatly from jet here i think the knicks are the three seed um okay because i think they're going to over i don't hate that the heck out of the regular season and then I think the yeah. Cavs are four. I think Miami's five. For now, I think Philly's six. For now. Um, I have the Pacers as the first play-in team at seven. Brooklyn at eight. Although I th- do think those are interchangeable. Orlando at nine. Um, Atlanta at ten. The Pistons right outside of that, which I hate because I would rather have them over Atlanta. But I, I think Atlanta has a l- little bit better top-end talent, you know, with Trey yeah. Young and DeJounte. Um, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Wizards, and then the Hornets are going to be the worst team in the league by by far. So I don't hate that at all. Um, we differ a little bit, but the core of it is all very similar. So I'll flip your Celtics and Bucks. So Celtics one, Bucks two. I do have the Cavs at three. I do. They're just, I'm kind of with Jet. I'm not quite as high as them as he is on them, but yeah, I got the Cavs at three. Uh, I got, I still think I have the Sixers at four, but I think Sixers and Knicks are my two interchangeables there. Uh, so four and five Sixers, Knicks, uh, heat at, uh, six nets at seven. Um, let's see. Uh, I still think the Hawks are good enough to get into that eight, maybe Pacers at nine. Uh, 
probably the Magic at 10, and then the Raptors, Bulls, Hornets, Pistons. Not that order. Hornets are the worst. Pistons are the best in that group. Okay, okay, okay. They they have the Pistons pretty decently, like a little bit lower than me. I I have them like, I think it was a 12. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Just because I did, like I said, I think they improve greatly, just not enough. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Like I said, I think they're a year away anyway, but I think for now, I think Monty will do a lot of good things for them. So, yeah. Okay, let's end with award winners. I know I didn't mention this earlier on the rundown one on the email that I sent you, but I mean, you heard Jet and I talk about it, so this is coming. Yeah. Uh, I just want you to give me four. Give me your MVP, your rookie of the year, your coach of the year, and your defensive player of the year. I don't care what order you do it in. Well, MVP, I'm going to go Luca, but if I can't go Luca, I don't, I could maybe see like a Donovan Mitchell pushing for it, honestly. I could very much see that. I'm just going to stick with Luca for now, I think. Instead of, Coach, can I do most improved? Yeah, that's fine. Just because I feel, I feel better about the the most improved. And I, I kind of... I'm I'm agreeing with uh, Jet on the Franz Wagner one. I, I think he jumps up a lot. I think it's either him or Paulo, honestly. One of those two, I think, get the most improved there. Uh, and then, obviously, Josh Green at third. Uh, <laughs> um... Rookie, I'm giving that to Wimby. Defensive player, I like Evan Mobley. I do. Um, We're on a grid. Yeah, I it. I kind of like thought about it before doing this, just because I was thinking like, oh, MVP, Luca, all this. Um, but Evan Mobley definitely makes the most sense in my mind. Yeah. I, I agree. We all three agree about that. So I'm not going to go any further about Mobley. Um, my rookie of the year is Wemby. And if it's not Wemby, I think it's Scoo. And that's only because I, th- I agree. I think like, I think you mentioned it earlier about you chat just being on a, a decent team. That, Too good of a team. Yeah. The numbers won't justify it. We're like, Scoot's going to be and able he's to gonna, he He's going to be, he's obviously in the best situation of these rookies. Um, it's just, and he's going to make this team. I think a lot better as long as he can stay healthy. But yeah, he's, I don't think he's probably top three still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think those are the three, but I think Wemby's yeah. far and away. Number one. Yeah. Far yeah. and away. Um, Absolutely. Lucas, my MVP. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that just cause I'm a Mavs fan. I think that if all goes right, I think he's going to be on a villain arc in a good way. And if it's not him, yeah. it's Giannis just cause I love Jokic, and I think he has the potential, but I think he's going to take it easy to start the year. Um, yeah, and I think Jokic doesn't even care, man. Yeah, he's so bro, he's mad that he has to go him, back bro. to his nine to five job yeah, of just exactly. winning NBA games. Yeah, bro, he's just vibing. So, and I think Giannis is going to imagine if he actually tried hard, bro. I know, especially especially <laughs> early on, he's not going to try hard at all. And Giannis, no, I think he's going to be like on a on a big revenge tour, especially with how things ended in the playoffs yeah. last year for them. I like that. And with Dame, like, watch out. Watch out when you play the Bucs. And my coach of the year is Mark Dagno, the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, because if I have them that high in number four, I think he's going to have a big say in that. And I think think he's a good coach. Um, Heck no. Um, And and if it's not him, I think it could be uh, Adrian Griffin, uh, who's now the coach of the the Milwaukee Bucks, because by proxy, being the one seed, 
you know, helps in that regard. So yeah. I say that and Spolstra should be winning this award every year because Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. Does what no he, yeah, question. So yeah. Um uh, that should be Steve Kerr up there too. Yeah, Steve, Steve and uh blanking on who else I was thinking of earlier, but yeah, it's to me it's yeah. Spolstra by a mile. And Pop, obviously. Yeah. Pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like Pop's in the worst situation right, of everybody. Right. And so. he's ancient. So um yeah. not that, that affects him that much. Okay, uh, before we get wisdom. out of here, let's let's let you have a moment to talk about your four and two Dallas Cowboys. Man, it's a very up and down emotional roller coaster because obviously starting out murdering both the New York teams, like it it felt good. It just I knew though that like I any normal Cowboys fan that's you know I'm very hyped about how we started and stuff but I could see some flaws in us our red zone touchdown percentage this year is horrible I think it's like below 50 percent possibly um it just it doesn't look great although Dak has been overall doing what he needs to do the only real the worst game obviously was against the Niners uh, two week uh, two games ago, uh, but the Niners they're just they're just too good. Um, the Niners are I don't see a world in when they in which they do not win the Super Bowl this year by a mile. I don't think there's a single team that competes with them AFC or NFC. I do not think the Chiefs come close to them. Um, the Cowboys losing Trayvon Diggs is tough, but here's the thing with that. Yes, he's our ball hawking like uh, corner that is getting better and better every year, and we signed him on a fairly good contract for both parties. Um, but this is this is kind of the year to where if he was hurt and out for the season, this is the year to do it because we are very deep in like our uh, DBs and stuff, our skill positions on the defensive end there. Um, I mean, we're, the thing is the Cowboys defense is getting worse and worse. So, cause we keep losing people. Uh, we lost Vander Esch for a little bit. I don't know his status yet. Um, but I mean, Micah's doing Micah. There's no way people don't look at him and say, he's not the best player in football right now. Um, he should, the only, other person like that can compete with there's two other people on defense that are competing with him for a defensive player of the year. And it's uh miles Garrett and the Bosa brother from the Niners. Um, Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa. I get them confused. I do. Uh, it's fine. They're just both so good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think now when it comes to like, NFC East, I still think we are going to end up being the number one. The Eagles have just as bad of a red zone offense as we do, although their offense is a little more sound. They have the 92% play, that fourth and one uh, brotherly shove. Uh, they do have the Swifties on their side, even though that's mostly Kansas City, but you know they, they translate to Philly a little bit, so that's, that's the scariest cult in America. Um, that and 
those that graduated as A and M. Those are the two scary. Not including our beloved Reese Nethery. No, I'm I'm including him. I'm, you know what, Reese, you're you're a s- scary dude. If you does he wear his ring everywhere? No, he doesn't. I gotta know no, that. He doesn't. He okay, doesn't. you know what? He not as scary. Okay. <laughs> Remember, okay, he's down. a Bama boy first because that's that is true. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was so, only in of two a, years, so. Yeah, I'm not as worried about that then. So never mind. Uh, but uh, yeah. Overall, we definitely have some improvements to make. I'm not upset with where we are currently. We could be better, but we also could be worse. Um, the win last night against the Chargers was a good win, although we could have had at least two more, if not three more, touchdowns. Uh, Gallup dropped an easy one in the end zone. Uh, and then dude, the one at that the Pollard, beginning, the, the one to Pollard at the end of the game. Oh man, it just I, if it was thrown just a little bit better, that's a touchdown. Uh, and the freaking one where Pollard ran for like sixty, uh, unhook the trailer, big fella. Oh, why are you getting chased down <laughs> there? It's like that uh from years ago that Jay uh Ajayi or Ayaji clip where he was running with a. It's one Philly one with uh, Nick Foles that oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm not unhappy with where we are, but definitely need to make some major improvements because we do not have that easy of a schedule overall. Yeah, yeah. Still some work to be done, but a thought, you know, unbiased here, obviously. You guys know I'm not a Cowboys fan. But watching the game last night, there was definitely some steps made in the right direction, especially towards the end of the game. Not at the beginning, because I think McCarthy was trying to, you know, put you guys into suffering. And, you know, he got outclassed yeah. in that regard by uh, by Brandon Staley of the Chargers. So, uh, yeah. not great. But, you know, a win's a win. Wins in the NFL are hard oh, to get. So, Yeah, yeah we're not going to, we're not going to take, I mean, We'll take any one we can get. And I think it's a good time for the bye week. I know it's early on in the season, yeah. but I do think it's a good time for it now for you guys. So Yeah. And we come back. We have a tough couple games like the Rams. Uh, that offense is firing on all cin- cylinders overall. The worst part about Cooper that might Cup. be Stafford. Yeah, they got Cooper Cup. They got Puka, who he's blown up out of nowhere. Well, we'll, um, s- we'll see how the running back situation is. By then, yeah, too, because I both need Kyron of, Williams both, to get healthy. Same for my fantasy team, I need him to get healthy. Mm-hmm, both of their, well, both of their backs are out this weekend, so yeah, not great. Yeah, we'll see about them. Uh, and then the next week, we have the Eagles, and there are a couple reasons why I don't think we go undefeated when it comes to NFC East matchups. The Eagles are a good team, they're not as good as they were last year, they have regressed some, but they're still not bad. So, I think we go one and one against them, we should. The Giants shouldn't even score against us the entire season, and then I'm I'm just I I'm not even saying that to talk mess to you know who, but I'm just <laughs> I the Giants are just not in a great place, and I I almost feel bad, but I don't. Anyways, uh, we I think we trade games with Washington though, only because it kind of depends how the end of the season looks, but they're our last game of the year too, so we just typically like last year. Yeah, we typically end up losing to them week 17, 18, you know, just because. Yeah, but we need to rack these wins up now 
because our last five weeks are Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. So we need uh, to rack these wins up now. Yeah. The Bills, I'm starting to sleep on a little bit. I'm scared of the Dolphins, and I'm scared of the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins. They're... Dolphins are ridiculous, yeah, man. They're, they're scary. I mean, yeah. I do not love how they played against Buffalo still, but, I mean, they're still really good, especially offensively. So, yeah. See how it goes. Um well, listener, you didn't get a four-hour episode today. You got a two-hour episode, so um, hopefully that's better. <laughs> a little bit more digestible. Digestible. I can't even talk. It's so late at night. It's almost midnight. <sighs> All right, let's get out of here before we turn this even longer. Thank you, listener, for being here. You guys are the best. Got a lot of great feedback on episode 100 and 101, too, but especially episode 100, so thank you guys for all that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was so super fun. If you like the show, Please rate and review it on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you listen to the show. Please subscribe to the show on those places as well. Uh, don't forget to follow the pod Instagram at DennisFriendsPod. And don't forget to email the pod, DennisFriendsPod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. We'll be back soon at some point to talk some more baseball playoffs. Want to talk some hockey at some point. Got to do some NFL check-in, especially now that week six is done and we're about to enter in week seven. So... Probably do that at some point here pretty soon, um, but don't know exactly when. Um, listen to this recommendation for this week. I mean, have we talked to him? You know what mine is. <laughs> you know what mine is. I swear. Go ahead and tell him for me. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him for me. You already know. Is it my man by Adonis? <laughs> no, by his father, Drake, my Drakey Poo, my king. <laughs> No, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, for all the dogs by Drake, uh, that's my. I'm, I'm. There's a couple, not my favorite songs, but overall, I love that album. So I, I have grown on it. At first, listen, I was like, this thing kind of sings, and then I was like, no, it's actually pretty good. It's not, it's not as there's best. There's a couple songs that are just absolute bangers, though. Uh, oh, the J. I'm dude, blanking the J. on the songs, song. but God, yeah, first person shooter with so J. Cole good. is crazy, and uh, uh the one with yeet yeah dude the r&b songs are really strong on this record yeah like really really strong so yeah um yeah i mean that's not my recommendation but it's worth talking about i guess <sighs> um let me look through really quick on my spotify I, I don't know why i'm stalling again this episode is taking forever and ever and ever and ah, I, editing i'm not even really gonna edit this one to be honest with you man i mean <clears throat> I, don't, I don't i don't feel the need to um, I guess my recommendation for this week is, um, no, I've got two. Well, no, just one. Actually, no, two. Shout out my boy, Caden Lane, for dropping a new song called New Love. Um, one of my buddies, he makes music, makes R&B, does some excellent stuff, and he just dropped a new song. And shout out my friends from Flourish Music down in Austin for their new EP called When We Draw Near. It's like a... For all you people that like worship music and like Christian music, like it's kind of like a cool little like devotional type EP where it's like you can listen to it. It's not like actually like, you know, songs that you would sing in a church per se, but it's like good to listen to in the background and stuff. And they did a really good job. A lot of the production of it, I think, is really cool. So 
go listen to them because supporting your friends is cool. Anyways, again, we've been going on for so long. And again, don't know when the next one will be, but hope you can come back. Until next time, be good and do good. Noah, sign us out. Bye.